Hello, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for being here, for showing up, for sticking with me in this very raw, organic format where I'm basically just recording to my voice notes app whenever I feel a little burst of creativity or just a desire to share. Today's going to be a light one. Um, I don't have any notes planned. I'm just going to share my favorite things and some spiritual topics I've been musing on, some lessons, some growth edges. Last episode, I spoke to the lovely Kelsey and we are both very Capricorn in nature um, and we felt that there was so much more to share and we were both kind of ungrounded and frazzled and there were still so many gems, of course, just because of who she is, but um, we will be sharing a more in-depth look at skincare. Um, and I mentioned at the top of that episode that I would be sharing this incredible turmeric smoothie recipe that I finally crafted because I just, I know that turmeric is so incredible. Intuitively, I know that it's just so healing for the brain and just as an anti-inflammatory tool for joints and, and just everything. And I hate the taste of it. Um, and so I tried to do the golden milk thing. I think I have like jars of empt- of whole unused golden milk powder with like ashwagandha and date sugar that I had the best intentions of using regularly, like every night with collagen and coconut milk and Himalayan salt. And I never did. Um, and where I work, the coffee shop that I work at, a lot of people order this like turmeric chai and when I steam it, like with milk, even just opening the container, like the smell of the turmeric grosses me out. And I realized that I only like turmeric generally in a like savory setting. So that would be, you know, in a curry or, um, or, yeah, so many like savory, more like Eastern style dishes. Sorry, I got distracted because I thought I heard a noise outside. Um, and you know what? I am going to move. See, very organic. I'm going to move to the other room. There's also a thunderstorm brewing. So you might hear some, some thunder in the background, which I think is really cozy. Um, but yeah, I just know that it's not realistic to, at least for me, to make a curry every day. And I love the idea of having like raw, fresh turmeric root and ginger in my smoothie every day. My mom inspired me to do that. She does it every day. And she's able to just kind of throw in all the greens powders and roots and all the stuff, mushrooms and just have a smoothie and the taste is kind of secondary. And for me, like I always say the opposite is the medicine. For me, it's really important that I don't, um, that I incorporate yumminess and taste because I spent so many years of my life in sort of this like deprivation mode and making things really hard and really gross and having like disgusting green juices and smoothies that people would call pond sludge and um 
it did not provide benefits for me because I am someone who loves, you know, the yum in life. And it's really more energetically correct for me to make sure that I'm using pleasure first and foremost and gentleness. So all of that to say, um, I found a way to make a turmeric smoothie delicious. And this is the golden recipe. No pun intended. So Farger's cashew yogurt drink, which is kind of like a kefir, like a fermented yogurty drink that's really just cashews and um, water and it has some like um, probiotics in it with a un- an, one unfrozen banana, about I guess like a quarter inch of peeled and chopped turmeric and raw ginger, so raw turmeric, raw ginger, cinnamon, a little bit of raw honey, and frozen mango, I believe. And oh, a little bit of almond butter, coconut yogurt, and then I put some collagen powder in there and inulin. And it felt, I mean, even just as I'm describing it, it sounds sort of like one of those Erewhon smoothies with like all the things, but it is so incredible. Um, It was inspired by this honey mango smoothie at Clean Juice, which is this smoothie place around the corner from where I'm living in Denver right now. And um, their smoothies make me so happy. It's like such a treat to get an all organic delicious smoothie there and yeah so that's the most magical addition to my or yeah part of my morning routine um I'll bring it to work and just sip it because I can it's something that I can have while I'm standing and running around and what other favorite things I just got back from a lovely spa overnight in um, an area called or very close to golden it's actually called black hawk in colorado and it was just nestled in the woods and you know what guys i am gonna pause this recording right here because i can tell that it's raining and all my sheets are outside so i will be right back Okay, we are back. Thank you for waiting. I sometimes some shadow comes up around how like free, unedited, raw this podcast is, and like the shadow words opposite that would be like lazy, sloppy, um, low tech. Like there's so many things that I can judge myself about, and um. And then I think about the podcast that I listen to, like right now, one that comes to mind is Let It Out with um, Katie, I'm forgetting her last name, but um, yeah, the Let It Out podcast or the Lewis Louise Eddington astrology podcast, um, Witch Church is another one, and they are also a little bit more edited, but generally very... Yeah, just it's like having the company of someone and um, maybe you're folding your laundry or falling asleep for a nap or there's so many ways. I just know podcasts are like my favorite medicine and it's really the ones that are 
like this that are cozy and gentle and very very real and soft so anyway thank you for for staying on um yeah so I just got my bedding from outside the bed is all cozy and made with fresh clean sheets and I have my I, they're like my inner child inner teen blankets blankets have been such medicine um like really making sure my bed is a complete haven doing the thing where I like wrap myself in the duvet and then I have like I have a baby pink and a white kind of sheepskin style blanket I have a huge pillow and just giving myself that comfort is sometimes I think the most potent it's like these you know somewhat free or more simple forms of healing like this is getting me into more of a rest and digest state than I think a biomat session at like a wellness center where there's like people around and I have to pay before and after you know so there are these DIY things that we can do that are low cost and sometimes sometimes like so so potent um also in terms of coming out of fight or flight I have this castor oil pack on so I remember when I found out about castor oil um and like the way you had to have like a specific sheet of flannel and put a heating pad and of course I bought the I bought all the equipment because wellness is always the thing I invest in the most like beauty and health um shout out to the former name of this podcast the health and beauty podcast but yeah I never did it because it was inaccessible just like I mean I wonder if if you're a wellness girly or human um I wonder like if you can think about all the things that you might have bought like devices and contraptions I don't know dry brushes gua sha tools um and that are just sitting around and I think sometimes that we're like okay dry brushing once a week is nothing I have to do it every day or it's not good um that like all or nothing mentality but for me I've been like okay maybe I will dry brush like once a month or dry brush in the shower or gua sha once a month or a couple times a week you know it doesn't matter but incorporating these things kind of looking at your like wellness wonderland um closet and seeing what isn't being used what could you maybe donate um and what are things that you really enjoy doing because I know for me like I'm learning how to do gua sha in a pleasurable way but it was something that really like activated my OCD and perfectionism and I'd be there with like my shoulders up by my ears and trying to remember okay did I do four strokes on my jawline and on my chin and like what did that YouTuber say and it was just of course then something that I dreaded and at the end of the long day like not something I was going to do um Whereas things that are pleasurable for me right now are like taking my flower essence drops, um, putting this castor oil pack on, um, which just to circle back, it is something that you can actually tie around your body. It's organic cotton and um, you can sleep with it. There are ones for all different parts of the body just to nourish different organs. 
and it's easy. It's less mess. It's not totally mess free, but I will say it totally brings you into the state of like rest and digest, just soothes the nervous system. Um, and if you're someone with a womb, it is really, really wonderful to do like during your period after before any time to just sort of support the hormones and just, yeah, nourish that womb space. Um, what else? What are some other pleasurable things? So I was thinking about it in the shower. Um, I was, as I was saying, I was at this wellness center and I was thinking of how most of us either have this inclination towards hedonism or masochism. So I remember when I first started going to this homeopath in Denmark, this wonderful guy, John Tess, I think his last name is, that's how you pronounce it. Um, really wonderful homeopath and therapist and he combined like light therapy with talk therapy and I think it was one of our first first sessions I taught him I told him about like the the yogic practice of pratyahara because I I've always been part of the whole yoga scene I would like I went to yoga camp and yoga classes with my mom when I was a child in the ashtanga Ashtanga, I was going to say ashwagandha, in the Ashtanga method, and then got very into Iyengar yoga as a teenager and became just like it was my world. I went to a commuter school, so my community was really the yoga center and all these beautiful elders. And um, I have this inclination towards like orthodoxy. So, and it's even in my chart, I don't remember something with Pluto or Lilith or something, but. Um, I remember, oh, can you hear the thunder ASMR? Um, I remember one of the astrology readings I had done, they said that I'm someone who could be like very orthodox in a religion because, um, because of the intensity and the zest and, um, yes, the perfectionism, all of that. And so I totally brought that energy that someone maybe would in like, Orthodox Judaism, for example, I brought that into yoga, uh, both with the Shivananda and the Iyengar methods and did the whole yoga diet perfectly and wore like, you know, like, like potato sack clothing and, um, renounced all desires. And I mean, this is my early twenties when I think that's a totally not aligned way of living, at least for me. Um, and there was total shadow in that and self-denial and, um, you know, trauma from being bullied by girls and like unwanted attention from men at a young age and all of that. So there was a shadow thing that I think so many people do in this whole work, like is spiritual bypassing. But anyway, there's the practice of pratyahara, which is withdrawal from the senses. And, I remember learning about it um, from my teacher that, you know, these yogis would meditate, um, you know, in freezing cold. And the, the idea is to not be so attached to our senses. And he would even say like during Shavasana or like the resting pose at the end of class that we shouldn't be obsessing over being comfy. And as someone who had trauma around pleasure and lack of self-worth around pleasure 
had like a deep-rooted belief that things had to be hard in order to be worthy, I really applied that and um, would practice like walking around barefoot on gravel um, like as a meditation or just sitting out in the freezing cold um, or being extremely warm and not like taking a sweater off. And my therapist was like, oh, so there's like a touch of masochism. And he wasn't a yogi or anything, but I thought that was such a perceptive, like such an insight. And it really resonated with me. And I thought about all the people in the wellness space who, who it's all about denial. It's about food shouldn't taste good. I'm only going to eat 10 overripe bananas because I'm a fruititarian or, um, yeah, just, just renouncing pleasure, making things as uncomfortable as possible, staying in a yoga pose that's really uncomfortable for too long and like rushing out of Shavasana, kind of like ignoring the yum. And then I've had people in my life who are the opposite, who like to stay super comfortable and their opposite is the medicine or their north node energy would be to be, to like find discipline. Um, but I find that people who tend towards whatever shadow word they would use, like laziness or, um, I'm trying to think of the word in yoga. There's like sattva, raja, oh, tamas. So tamas is that kind of murky, muddy energy and just like staying comfy. And maybe, yeah, hedonism as in like never doing a cleanse and only eating junk food or always sleeping in and never facing the discomfort of getting up and going to a yoga class. They, when they find that discipline, they become very preachy and they start to tell other people that this is the way like do this cleanse and I think that is a lot of the energy a lot of the influencers that we see um even people there's so many people who come out of like recovery and then their new like addiction is wellness or yoga or anything and so for like a young mind um wanting feeling so lost they might find these leaders who say like you know do it do it hard, like make it hard. And so I just think that's something to ponder is like, what is your North node? Um, and of course it can, we can, it can kind of go all the way. We can go all the way into hedonism. If we come from sort of a masochism denial school of thought and vice versa. So that was just kind of a thought I had. Um, Another thing I've been grappling with a lot because I'm dealing with a very massive life change, big question mark, just sort of a shock in my personal life. And um, everything is feels wild, sort of like a dream. And uh, something I've been thinking about lately is intuition and fate or destiny because... I've always considered myself very intuitive and sometimes that has been where I have intuited something quote unquote bad happening like the end of a friendship um all all kinds of things and like I and then suddenly I want to deny that intuition right I want to deny that intuitive hit and then I wonder okay well 
am I telling the future? Is the future even solid? You know, can anyone really tap into a quote unquote future or is it always changing? And what will do we have? And just, I think, I think that I have never really been interested. It's never been like a novel thing to me to be like, yes, I, you know, I have psychic dreams and I'm an intuitive healer because like as a child, that was always there. And what wasn't there was like, I know how to be in this world and I know how to thrive and make money and be healthy and feel beautiful and have wonderful friendships and travel and thrive like that. That is my thing is like, I want to know how to, how to human, how to enjoy the earth, not as an earth school, but as a playground that has so much deliciousness to offer. Um, and so I, but, but I, and I don't talk about it a lot and it's been offered to me to like profit over these intuitive gifts or even just profit in terms of an ego thing of talking about it because I have found that people are really proud. Um, and then I notice that like when people would talk about how psychic or intuitive they were, I would start to suddenly feel like, well, I am too, you know, it's kind of like with food, like food is such a passion of mine, cooking coffee, all of it. And I like to be really humble about, or really, I wouldn't even say humble, just like, just to enjoy the simplicity of it in like a very rustic primal way. Um, but there's so many foodies who I've encountered. They're almost always male who like get really loud about knowing about like this regional prosciutto or the special wine. And then I find myself getting like, yeah, I know about that. Oh no, I think you mean Taleggio, you know, or whatever and getting competitive. Um, and so all that to say, like, I have noticed myself lately not wanting to tap into quote unquote intuition or not being, being afraid of, of intuitive hits. And that's been hard. And that thunder is so mighty. And I hope it's not too powerful in the background. I do think I'm going to close this episode now because I've been doing like more short and sweet little mini-sodes. Um, I will just wrap up what I was going to say that I, I just came back from this beautiful spa in Black Hawk. And it was such an example of how like you know, we talk about wanting to manifest money and I think that's wonderful and such like an empowering thing to do to make your own money. But for me, it's like, okay, what do I want the money for? It's mostly like having like beautiful, being at beautiful hotels and having beautiful experiences of just like tasting the beauty that earth has to offer. And and when I say earth, I don't necessarily mean nature. I mean like the physical world. And this is a great example of how sometimes you can just like write a list of the things that you want and those manifestations won't always come from making money, but staying at like a five-star resort with a bathtub in the room, looking out at the forest, driving through like the most beautiful nature. Um, Those were experiences I had this past weekend and I stayed at a spa and got a lovely massage and it was just like handed to me this like beautiful experience. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Um, yeah, I think that's where I'll tie things up with a bow right now. Thank you again for being here. If you're here, I know you get it. You get me. We have similar, similar loves and likes. And, um, whenever someone tells me that they loved an episode or loved the podcast, I feel 
just really seen um, and loved actually because this is like a really feels like a really authentic expression of me so thank you guys for being here I love you I appreciate you and I hope you're staying so cozy and being kind and gentle to yourselves